Hey, 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 friends. So today I am recording this podcast because I realized that I hadn't shared with you a lot about how I work with my clients to get them to where they'll be successful. I know a lot of times we talk about the digital marketing piece, but there's a lot (laughs) that goes into marketing, period. Um, So I wanted to take some time to really kind of share because I found myself with all of my clients here recently really strategically taking them through a process that not only helps them to make money, but truly understand their customers, the desires of their customers, so that we have opportunities to launch things that work or to present products and services that work, that we know people want. And I think so often, As business owners, we hop into situations not knowing if stuff is going to work. We think we know the problem that we're solving. We think we know what people want. And it causes us to move uh, hastily into creation of things that we haven't fleshed out if people really want yet. So a part of what I've been doing in my own business and what I help my customers to do is to get to the nitty gritty of what people really want and then understand the journey that they have to go on in order to go from just becoming aware of who you are, learning about your services, and then moving into a paid client. So today I want to take some time to talk to you about one of the strategies that we use, and that is a focus group, Um, because I think you get away from it. Um, You think it's old school and it's traditional, but the reality is it's a great way to do research and it's a great way to connect with uh, potential joint partners, um, a way to inject your vision on people and get them fired up about what you want them to do and move them quickly through the customer journey so that they then become promoters and advocates of your brand and that helps you grow and scale a lot faster. So today we're gonna to be talking about how to use focus groups to help you truly understand what it is that your customers are looking for and what they want, and then how to use that information to develop a successful product and present it to them where they're ready to pay for it, okay? So that's today's episode, so let's hop in. You're listening to the Kay Whitaker Podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a good boss, mom, and wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life we dream about. Our guests will share stories of triumph, fears, and challenges, and will empower us with their own perspectives on how we can navigate through our own challenges and conquer them to come out victorious on the other side. Our host, Kay Whitaker, is a successful entrepreneur currently running two businesses alongside her husband, Tim, while raising four children, ranging in age from an infant to a very busy teenager, while still making time for each other and the things in life that they both love. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment. To support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious boss mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around, because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. 
Hey, hey, don't forget, we've got our email marketing boot camp coming up on the 30th of this month. I'm going to be taking you through three to four types of campaigns that you really want to have in your service-based business to make sure your email marketing works professionally. I'm going to help you to avoid some mistakes and then give you a checklist to make sure that everything is working correctly. And we are doing that all on the 30th. So if you have not registered yet, you still have time. All you have to do is text the word email space class to 832-210-2015. Again, that's texting the phrase email space class, like email, do a space and then class. So two words, email class, two words to 832-210-2015. Okay. Hope to see you in the class. All right, guys. So let's start by taking a look at what um, a focus group is. So a focus group is by definition, a demographically diverse group of people assembled to participate in a guided discussion about a particular product before it's launched or to provide ongoing feedback on a political campaign, television series, et cetera. So we've been using focus groups for quite some time, especially with some of our organizations that are starting not necessarily startup businesses, but are introducing new products or service lines to their customer base and then going after new customers for this service or product that they're getting ready to release. Um, the reason why we incorporate these focus groups is because it gives us an opportunity to get a group of people in a room and we're strategic about the way we fill the room. We're looking for people that would be, that fit the persona the buying persona of the customer that we're trying to reach um, and people that would help us promote. Um, so there's two types of people that we want in the room and we want them all in the room at the same time because when you put a group of people in the same time, they generally will feed off of each other's energy. And as long as we're good facilitators of conversation, we can get a lot of data about what they think about what we've already started to come up with and get a lot of data about the problems that they have and the solutions that they wish were out there. So our focus groups are not just boring conversations with a group of people. You've got to be, there's a couple of things that you got to do in order to make sure the group, the focus group is successful for you as the business owner. And the first one of those things is you want to make sure that you are strategically filling the room. So we don't just go out and say, hey, we're having a focus group. We love your feedback. Our process is to find people that will be either good ambassadors. So they fit the, the market that we're trying to serve. So I'll give you an example. Let me go back and tell you a story real quickly. So yesterday, uh, my client background on the client. She's creating a co-working space for working parents. And we're starting off by focusing on, on the mothers. Um, her whole idea is to change the way mothers are able to work with their small children, provide opportunities for them to have their kids close, provide amazing care through Montessori teaching for the children, but also provide them a space where they can be highly, highly productive, but nurse if they have to nurse, uh, take a nap if they need to take a nap, you know, things like that. So she's really aimed at changing the way um, women are able to work. Well, this is a concept, co-working, and she wants to do this through the use of co-working spaces and communities. 
So co-working is not a new idea. Co-working has been around for quite some time now. You know, we all know about the WeWorks and stuff like that. But we wanted to make sure that we weren't just seen as like another WeWork. So our whole idea was to get in front of the type of people that we would want to serve and see what they need, see what they don't find in other co-working spaces that they wish they had, see what helps them to make decisions about how they're going to work, see how having children affects their ability to work and their environment and what they want the environment to look like. So our whole goal was to get a group of women that worked. And this is not just entrepreneurial women. These are women that could have corporate careers, but they've just had a a baby. There's all types of women that we've targeted. But our goal was to get a special type of woman. So she had to meet a special income bracket, all that good stuff, the demographical stuff. But the psychographical things that we were looking for were women that were already in this situation where they were working, they had small children, and maybe they had current setups for the way that they work. Maybe they didn't, but we wanted to invite them to this space based off of the demographic and psychographic uh, profile that we created for the customer avatar, bring those people into the room and see what their thoughts were. Of course, we had a a list of questions that we had prepared, but more than anything, our goal was to facilitate a conversation around a problem that we knew was very prevalent, which is how do I work, balance work productivity and have this kid, okay? So we knew exactly who our customer was, but on the flip side of that, we also knew that we were gonna need some moms in the room that could help us to spread the word. So it's very easy to go out and like create like a Facebook group or something like that with a whole bunch of women in it uh, and hope to facilitate the conversations. But we decided to do this in person because not only did we want the customer avatar in the room, we also wanted to create brand ambassadors because we wanted to present our vision. We wanted to uh, tell the story about how it came out. We wanted to put the owner, the founder of the organization in front of these women, let them see her passion so that not only they could connect to it from a service standpoint, but they would also want to share it with their networks as well. So that was the goal of the focus group. But in order to do that, we had to identify the customer that we wanted, and then we had to identify the type of person that we wanted to be able to um, turn into like an ambassador of sorts for us and get them in the room too. So once we created the profile and the persona, then we went to work. uh, And this is the second part that you want to do. You've got to go and find those people. Now for us, our our people kind of self-identify. So we were able to use social media to look up influential moms in the in the area that we were looking to. And we did like some guerrilla marketing type stuff. So this we did use email as an introduction point, but our goal was to get them on the phone to have a conversation with them to share the idea of what we were trying to do and invite them to the group. Uh, And that is exactly what happened. So we made a list of people that we wanted to target. uh, And from that list, we were able to connect and reach out. And we ended up with a room of like 12 women, very small group. And we wanted that because you don't want the groups too large because you have to be a great facilitator of conversation and you want to hear from everybody in the room. So the women that were in the room were highly targeted. They were targeted not only from a persona standpoint, but also from an ambassador standpoint. And we kept the group small because we wanted to make sure that we were able to hear from everybody equally in the time that we had allocated. And we wanted it to be personal. 
Um, so in order for your group to be successful, not only do you need to target who you want to be in the group, you have to make sure you control the size. You can write that down. That's point two is that you want to control the size of the group and not have the group too large, but have the right people in small quantities in the group so that you can hear from everyone. Now, one might challenge and say, hey, there were only 12 women in the room. That's not a good um, that's not a good number to be able to gauge all of the women, you know, that you would want to target. But here's the deal. It gives us a great starting point. And if those 12 women in the room leave fired up about what we're doing, each one of them on average know at least one or two other women that they could spread the word for. So if you multiply 12 times three, you've got 36 women now. And out of those additional 24 women that we touch, they all know at least two other people, right? So this is how you kind of scale rapidly because you utilize the people that are in the room to connect with the people that they're connected with. And then those people connect with people that they're connected with, so on and so forth. It's the organic nature of growth, right? So we're not concerned about having a hundred women in a room as much as we are saying, okay, we want to get a small uh, number of people in a room where we can control the conversation, have high quality conversation, get good data to use as a starting point to go and then create marketing messages and conversations in other spaces like online, social media, Facebook groups and stuff like that so that we can see if this is a good depiction of how other moms are feeling. So consequently, you get these ladies in the room or you get these people in the room, in your case, your target audience and your ambassadors in the room or your desired ambassadors in the room, and you're able to have much more meaningful conversations. They interact with each other. Like we are the facilitators of a conversation. So the focus group is not like an interview. It really is a conversation. So you get these people in the room, you know, you allow everybody to introduce themselves. You offer small refreshments, you know, get people comfortable, have it in a space that allows people to take their guard down. And before you know it, there's organic conversation happening around what you invited them to talk about long before you even start the quote unquote uh, focus group. So in most cases, people will gather, they'll introduce themselves, it's networking, right? Um, they'll gather, they'll introduce themselves, they'll start to talk about what they do, they'll start to talk about when, how they felt when you reached out to talk to them about the conversation. So they have that common ground and you'll start to hear all of these micro conversations happening around the room because people are starting to engage. Um, once you give a little bit of time, and I guess you can write that down. I'm just talking through how this kind of works. So I guess the next thing that you would do is to kind of set up the flow of the day. Um, so we have an agenda uh, or like a, a production of sorts of how we want things to go. So we allow the first a few minutes for people to come in, get comfortable, grab something to eat, uh, find their seats, get to know the people next to them. Just normal organic networking, right? Uh, nothing too formal, but just time, right? So you don't want to get everybody there and you start at the top of the hour. Give people time to get in, get comfortable. Uh, you walk the room, uh, talk to people, engage with people. You know, as people come in and they, they're excited because they're meeting you in person, you know, take advantage of those opportunities to start micro conversations, introduce them to other people that you've met. Just have some, some small talk, right? Um, and then listen, Listen, right? Remove yourself from the conversations, let them talk and you listen. 
Uh, and as you're listening, you know, make sure there's somebody there that could be taking notes, not like, oh, say that again, but just noting, notating what's happening in the conversations. Um, you know, they were excited about this. They said that they were most interested in this because this, you know, take those notes in an informal way. And then once you've left a few minutes at the top of the hour to get started and everybody's there, then the next part of the agenda is you want to thank everybody for coming, of course, right? But then share the vision. You have to have a vision uh, of what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go according to the problem. And we'll talk a lot about vision and creating stories and stuff in another um, episode. I just really wanted to focus on the actual focus group today. Uh, but your group won't work if you don't have vision, okay? So you've got to have a story behind why this is important to you, why you think this problem is something that needs to be solved and why you brought everybody to the room today. It's okay to be transparent. We've, we've brought you here because we think um, that you would be great. Uh, you'd be a great, you'd benefit greatly from what we're trying to do. Um, and you also have some influence in the community so you could help us do more research. But part of what we're trying to do today is get viable feedback from people that are in the grains of it, like in it all day, every day, because we don't want to create something that's what we want. We want to create something that's catered to your needs. Um, and you tell that story. We came about this because these were the struggles that we were having. We found that these were the challenges that we were having trying to adjust to these struggles. And we noticed that there wasn't anything out there that addressed it the way we wanted to address it. So, you know, we're sure that these are some commonalities, but we wanted to get you here because we want your feedback and we want you to tell us, you know, how we can best serve you. You know, go into the story of the founder, tell why the founder thought this was something that they wanted to do, go into the vision of the company, like this is who we are and this is what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to solve this problem. These are our missions. This is our vision. But the thing today that we're trying to figure out is how exactly we're going to do that. We've got some ideas of hows, but that's just what we think. So today, you know, while we're together, we're going to guide you through some conversation based off of what we're thinking. And as we're going through these conversations, we want you to tell us if, if we're on track. And if we're not on track, we want you to be so brutally honest uh, and tell us why we're not on track and tell us why that would offend you or why that wouldn't serve you well. So we can make sure we do our due diligence to go back and fix it. Uh, and that's how you start the conversation. Okay. Uh, you want to have questions prepared in advance. Um, that will serve you on the back end. So you want to have questions that you need answers to. Um, and then you'll start with those questions one by one. Hey guys, this is what we're thinking. Um, this is the question. This is why we're asking the question. So there's a story behind why you're asking the question. And this is what we're thinking. What do you think? And then allow time for conversation and take notes. You know, yes, you want to give them the questions and allow them to take their own notes as well. But you take notes, too, uh, because when people start talking and having conversations, you know, they, they're not writing down everything that they're saying. And, you know, you you remind them, hey, make sure you write that down. <laughs> but um, at the same time, you want to be taking those notes as well. OK, so each one of the questions that you have, you tell the story about why you asking the question, how you came about the question and then open it up for conversation, leaving room for everybody in the room to speak. Uh, and what you'll find is 
out of those strategic questions, other questions will arise. They'll say stuff like, well, did you ever think about this? Or, you know, let's address this because I've been seeing this and this is what's happening. So you'll start to get like four or five different points out of even one question, things that you weren't even thinking about. Uh, and you're taking notes, you're recording, they're taking notes for you to collect at the end of the meeting. So by the time you're done, you might've had 10 questions that you had prepared, but you're walking away with data for like 50 things that came out of the meeting, things that you might've thought one way about and they said, no, that's not the right way to think about it. Or if you do that, that would offend me or, you know, so on and so forth. So once you you have conducted the conversation, of course, at the end of any meeting, people kind of stand around, make space for people to stand around, ask questions privately, talk to you in conversation to continue the conversations between one another uh, and then wrap up. Thank everybody for coming um, and let them know what your next steps are. So that brings me kind of into the next point is that you want to know what your next steps are. All right, guys, because there needs to be an ax, right? And your ask your focus group is not the time for you to sell anything. You can sell. You can say, hey, you know, this is what we're thinking. We could put you on a waiting list. And as we get it together or we're starting a beta group, you know, you can sell. But there needs to be an ask at the end of the group. And the ask needs to be something that's going to help you accomplish the next step of the customer journey. And if you don't know what the customer journey is, I'll do a podcast uh, on the customer journey, just kind of outlining where the focus group would fit in on the customer journey and what, how you ascend them to the next step of where you're trying to get them to go. Um, so you need to have an ax. You need to know what the next steps are. Are you prepared? Are you planning on having another meeting? If so, what's the date and location for that meeting? Or if you don't have the date and location for the meeting yet, and you want to know if it's something that they want to be a part of. Hey guys, we're doing this again next month. Do you want to do it again next month? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we don't have a date set yet, but tonight I'm going to send you an email. Uh, and in that email, I'm going to have these specific things in it. Make sure when you get the email, you follow up. You know, um, in our case, we invited them to our Facebook group because that's the hub that we're going to use to start to communicate with everybody in one spot. You know, that's where we'll share our next events and that's where they can invite their community to come in. And when we have our next one, we have a bigger space that says, hey, invite a couple of people. But whatever the next steps are that you need people to take, you need to have those clearly outlined and what the expectations of them are. And then tell them about the next steps and have them to take that action. If they can do it right now, that would be uh, the ideal thing to do. But if they can't do it right now, if it's not something that can be done right now, then you need to outline what's next and then deliver on what you promised. Okay, guys, we're going to take this feedback. We're going to go over it for the next 30, 60 days, however long it's going to take you to do it. Right. Uh, we're going to review this feedback. And then based on that, we're going to come back and let you know what we've decided, especially if you want these people to be a part of the process for helping you get the word out. We're going to keep you informed. We're going to let you know every step of the way uh, what we're doing. And we're going to let you know how this came out you know, ask about pricing. We had pricing structures and everything set up. This is what we're thinking about charging. What do you think? You know, this is how we're thinking about charging it. What do you think about that? And you get so much information, okay? So it's important that you have those things in place so that when you go into this meeting um, with people that you want to be a part of what you're doing, that you're prepared, um, that you look like you really want their information because you do, and that you make it easy for them to share. 
So some of the things that we did to make it easy for them to share is that we had an internal agenda that we went by and we worked through it. Uh, but we also had our questions documented and given to them written. Like this wasn't electronic and y'all know how I feel about technology and electronics. It was written out. Um, and we asked, you know, we provided the pins, we provided the questions. And as we had these conversations, we reminded them to write down and you would be surprised how full these documents were. Uh, at the end of the meeting, we collected them and then we'll go back and review the information. And this is how it happens in every single instance. And then from that, we'll have data that will help us determine how we're going to offer the service, how much we can charge, uh, things of that nature. And they'll be the first people that we go back to and say, okay, we're ready. Here you go. Um, so we'll do it a couple of times. It's not just a one time. Um, it's not just a one shot like situation. We do it for each one of the personas that we've created that we want to serve. We get a group of them together and do it all over again uh, to make sure that we're serving everybody in the best capacity that we can. Uh, and they tell us what they want to pay for. And, and we go back and we do that. Um, so we make it easy. We put we do it in an environment where it is conducive to conversation. So we find like little cute co-working spaces that are comfortable. They bring people's guards down. Uh, it's very informal, not very formal. But most importantly, the most important thing that I can tell you is that it's the personal touch in the beginning. This is not something that we shoot out like on social media. And in, in most cases, there's not a social media presence to leverage. So we've got to use our personal influence and our ability to speak and build relationships with people in order to get people inside of the room. We don't give away anything. There's no monetization. There's no money or we're not bribing people to come. We're sharing the heart behind what we're trying to do. And because we understand our audiences and what they're struggling with, we're able to leverage that pain that they're dealing with in our stories to get people in the room. You don't have to pay people to be a part of what you're doing. Uh, sometimes it's good to give incentives for like surveys and stuff like this, but this is much more than a survey. This is to get, this is to test the climate of the market, to get the sentiment of the people that are going to be taking advantage of your services. And it takes a much more personal approach to doing this. So we'll do these two or three times, maybe even four, uh, before we come up with the final product. And then once it's done, we utilize those groups that we get together as the first point uh, of sales. And then from there, we help them, we incentivize them for sharing it with their audiences and create referral programs and stuff like that. But that's how we scale and we make sure that we have, we, we insert services or products into a market that is ready for them based off of the ground work, work that we do on the front end. So once we've done that, then we can start our digital plan. We can go on and, you know, we automatically go to social media with super fans, right? And they're sharing our profiles with their friends. And then you start to see the growth online that you're looking for. You've got built-in testimonials and feedback just based off of personal relationships that you've had with people. So it really allows us to come to social media and not have huge audience of, of people together. Uh, but still be effective and be profitable and hit our financial goals without having to have tons and thousands of people connected with us. All right. So I just wanted to share that with you because I want you, if you are looking for how you introduce a service, and this doesn't have to be something that's brand new, uh, you can do this as an established business 
and get people into the room and introduce your business to them, introduce your services to them. If you're having problems getting customers or people are not willing to pay you how you want to be paid, then you really have to get creative in how you get in front of a group of people, uh, one to many that will help your business grow. And we found that focus groups do amazingly well um, when we are coming up with concepts like this. So if your business is struggling uh, with trying to figure out how to get new business and you're interested in learning how to use a focus group for your business, uh, you can always go to the website and just book a discovery call. I'm there to talk with you about the struggles that you're having to see if, if, if this is even a viable option or if there's something else that we can do to help you um, get in front of more people and sell more of your services or finally be successful in the way you go to market and get people to actually engage with your business. Um, digital marketing is one thing, but we couple that with the efforts that we do offline. And our main goal, our main priority is to make sure that you're profitable and then that you have systems that you can use online that will help filter people in as you get in front of colder audiences with people that don't know you, they have a system to go through. So I'd love to help. You're more than welcome to head over to the website and book a complimentary call. Let's chat about what you're struggling with and see if I could be of, of assistance. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed this episode and you found it helpful and it might be something that you're curious about, let me know over on Instagram, shoot me a DM or take a screenshot of the show and tag me in it. I'll reshare it on my Insta stories. Uh, you've been great. Thanks for listening. Uh, and thanks for being so patient. I hope this was helpful for you and I'll see you in the next episode. If you loved this episode, Kay wants to know, Please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's favorite things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhitaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kaywhitaker. This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.